Friendships 2 by E.J. Springs Completed September 4th, 2010 Dedicated to Sensei and Mika Chapter 1 You are our letter, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. St. Paul to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 2 I find letters from God dropped in the street, and every one is signed by God's name and I leave them where they are, for I know that others will punctually come forever and ever. Walt Whitman, Leaves of Grass I have loved the letters of the dead, you son. I have given my life to discovering them, the secret thoughts from one famous person written to another, the miscellany of genius writers whose forgotten words were to me the very breath of life. Their letters are, in most cases, part and parcel of the author. We hold in our hands the remnants of the dead. Sensei, Circa Autumn, 1993 The real story begins in Japan, and it will likely end there too, though that part remains to be written. How I ended up in Japan is a pretty good yarn, but I won't tell most of it here. Suffice it to say that I had never been there before 1992, and frankly had never even given Japan the briefest of thoughts. It was just some place far away. I had those old, stale ideas about Japan. A mythic place with temples and geisha girls, samurai and sushi, all that. But beyond the stereotypes, I'd never thought much about it. I left Bloomington in summer of 1986 and headed off to New Haven to begin work on my doctorate, thanks to my inflated letters of recommendation. Still, I felt like the insecure little corn pusher from the Midwest that I was. Before I knew it, I was defending my dissertation and searching for full-time positions in the field. But when the smoke cleared, I received zero offers. A PhD from Yale, but no jobs on the horizon. To say I was devastated is putting it mildly. That was in the late winter of 1992 over 18 years ago, but I can easily drum up the dread and alienation that took up residence in the pit of my stomach, the choking miasma that enveloped me every single day, rendering me limp, directionless. I felt trapped by the machine of higher education, chewed up and spit out on the pavement, like one of those homeless guys down on Chapel Street on the wrong side of New Haven. But suddenly... An unseen hand beckoned me all the way to the land of the rising sun. At the end of the very last week of February, 1992, I found myself seated in the cluttered office of my mentor and dissertation director, Sherry Fisher. I was literally hours away from giving up the ghost and accepting a temporary one-year appointment at a no-name college on the outskirts of Wichita, Kansas. I could hardly even believe that Wichita had outskirts. But I had no other options. My money was running out fast, and I was making the rounds to my trio of advisors, asking them for their opinions about my renting a U-Haul and heading off for the Great Plains. Long story short, Sherry knew a professor in Japan who had faxed her with inquiries about me. They had some prestigious three-year postdoc available called the Goto Fellowship, and my scholarly work fit the description perfectly. She produced the facts, written by the chair of the Department of American Studies at Kobe University, Professor Aoyama Daisuke. I was immediately ill at ease. I couldn't pronounce the name or even determine whether the professor was male or female. 
I read the facts twice as Sherry continued shuffling papers. I had never once in my life thought seriously about living in East Asia, or even visiting there for that matter. So, you know this person? Oh yes, very well actually. I once spent two months at Kobe University and have been back a couple times when visiting Japan. Aoyama-sensei is a gentle, friendly, and funny guy. I think you'll like him. She turned her chair to look me straight in the eye. Actually, he's a Big Ten guy like you. He did his PhD at Northwestern and lived in Chicago for about eight years, so his English is perfect. You'd like Kobe and the school. It's built onto the side of a mountain that rises straight out of the Pacific just a couple miles away. The fax mentions that the apartment they provide will be in the same building they put me. Very nice, very upscale, fully furnished with a view of the bay. It would be a terrific setup with an excellent condo to live in and lots of support from the university. She twirled a little in her chair.